Welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. This podcast is an invitation for you to dive deep into getting to know yourself a little bit more. This podcast will help you on your journey of feeling more calm, confident and at ease. Learn tips and techniques to help you on your journey of wildly expanding into your most true self. Welcome back to the Wild Expansion Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by Ronan from Breathwave Ireland. In this podcast, you will learn why connection to other people is huge for our mental health, how you can still be productive while doing nothing, how having breathwork can help us not be in a reactive state and bring us in touch with what is most important in life. We also delve into why forgiveness will protect you from hurting yourself and so much more. I know that you are going to love this podcast episode, so without further ado, we'll take it away. Hello Ronan, welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. Would you mind introducing yourself? How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm Ronan O'Brien and I am operating my my teaching and coaching under Breathwave Ireland, which is a, a largely online at the moment, but I do hold monthly retreats as well, where we, where we delve into self-discovery, nervous system alignment, letting go of what doesn't serve us, and inviting new and positive relationships with ourselves that then interact better with the world around us. And how did you first get into like the power of breathwork? Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I, I came across a, a facilitator and I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I just sat down and did what I was told and just had a, an incredible, incredible experience. Um, I couldn't really put words on it. Um, now I would look, look at it as kind of unveiling some, some, I don't know, past, past kind of lives. It's obviously, it's, it's largely put into that, into that context, having a past life or these experiences that you're, you're going through in, in your process and how I would look at it now from an understanding point of view is that it was a, a kind of a, a tapping into my emotional genetics or epigenetics and the timelines that were in there were just stories that were that were left over in the in the genetic timeline so what did breathwork do for them stories well it it it, it really just gave me questions and it really kind of started me on this you know, thinking that you know something and then kind of going into an area and realizing that you know nothing. So I, so breath work over the next three years, I had done it a few times, I had attended different practitioners. I had just kind of as a client really trying to, trying to, trying to understand where, um, where I was in terms of this, this interesting 
modality and I didn't really get into the books or the or the deeper understanding of it until five five years ago uh, and I started studying it and then then I, I started to kind of put the dots together and understand my process an awful lot more in terms of my nervous system in terms of the experiences that I had and in terms of being able to help people with their blockages or their traumas or their nuances and helping how breathwork can be a, a fundamental important role into how people are interacting with the world and interacting with themselves. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the majority of people now are doing with their breath that they should change to help you know live well it, it, that's it, it's a it's a it's pretty wide the so pe- most people aren't aware of their breath it's it, it, it's it's a it's a subconscious thing that we do obviously when we sleep or when we even if we're unconscious we, we keep breathing but when you can bring a conscious pattern and a mindful approach of coaching your nervous system or coaching your respiratory system to interact the way you're trying to it's just like it's just like any other muscle in the gym that if you spend time with interacting with and stretching or lengthening or developing that it it will respond better for you when you need it and we need to breathe more than we do knew anything else in our lives so is one of the things I would say would be um, it's we can go weeks without food, days without water, and how many minutes can you hold your breath? So it, it, it's it's so it's so underappreciated in in terms of how it relates to our physical, mental, and emotional health. And the rise of breath work now that you might see on Instagram ads are from from different from different practitioners the different types and there's Wim Hof and there's there's, there's several but yeah, including myself but there's it's it's and each of them offers something different and I can get on get into that kind of down the line but um how people are what it does for people is that it attunes them to be more more in tune with more in tune with your breath and more conscious of your breath will mean that you're more practiced in your nervous system. So your nervous system then is your relationship, how you relate with the world, how you are prone to be in a reactive state or how you're prone to be impatient or how you're prone to be anxious or how you're prone to be um, in your head too much that your, your breath work can can be an is the is the first and most amazing tool into down regulating and having a better conversation with all those areas. And how does how does your technique differ from all them other teachers like Wim Hof? And how did you find that this is the one that works for you? Well, my my, my technique is. I mean, all the techniques have been out there for years. It's just people bring a flavor to it or bring a bring a personality to it just like Wim Hof that that, that his Tumor breath work was originally Tibetan and and then 
And thankfully, Wim Hof's personality and his story and his and his um, his passion brought brought that type of Brett work back in very much into the mainstream, and people are are using it in their thousands every day. But um, so so from my point of view, um, it's the same. It's just it's and I bring that personality or I bring that my my flavor to a type of rhythm of brett work now the the brett work i'm 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 passionate about is the breath wave kind of self inquiry um deep dive breath work uh but i i'm, I'm also coached in other breath work like buteco and oxygen advantage which brings a a, a broader understanding circle into the development and into the application of the breath work that I'm trying to work with people in, in their nervous system. And so for instance, the Buteco work would be around clinical, clinical breath work. So that I would be working with people who would have a damaged respiratory system from COVID or from asthma or from COPD or who have just been chronic snorers or the, in a different range and how I coach those people to do exercises that positively affect and recover their nervous or their respiratory system so that they're able to breathe better. And when they're able to breathe better, you know, i.e. they're able to stop snoring or for example, that they would be, have a human, that their nervous system again is very much in, in, incorporated into that process also so that they would be chest breathers or mouth breathers mouth breathing and chest breathing is kind of two of the most fundamental negative ways of how to breathe so if somebody's of you might picture somebody in your head and they are kind of slack jawed or they, their mouth is often open i'm opening my mouth like this so people can't see <laughs> but um so it, it's like, and when you do that, when you, when you sleep, it's like, it's like leaving a tap on, but the energy, it's not water that's coming out, it's energy that's coming out. So when you are asleep for six to eight hours and you snore, you're not breathing through your nose or in partial, sometimes you're, you're, you're snoring. It means that you're just releasing the energy valve within you and you are not getting productive sleep. That's from a sleep point of view. In a day-to-day -day point of view, when you're awake and moving around, you are more prone to to getting catching colds and flus because your nasal capacity to to breathe is um, is more cleansing and has a filter system in it designed to filter to warm the air and filter through the, the nasal capacity and down to the lungs and have a better a better it also has a more positive connection to the breathing apparatuses that we have between the diaphragm and the lower lung capacity. So we should be breathing through our nose and in through our nose and out through the nose? All the time, yes. Now, I say all the time and then I'll go, well, there's times that you don't. Uh, and for instance, in sports, you know, if you can, again, as coaching sports players, if you can, if you can breathe in and out your nose, you spend more time in the 
aerobic state. And if you can spend longer in your aerobic state, you you'll you'll last longer, or you'll have you'll have more energy versus being in your anaerobic state. So when you're in your anaerobic state, you'll mouth breathe, and, uh, and there's, there's there's times in the games when you'll have to do that. People will are the if people can be coached and the players can be coached to come back into their nose breathing and develop their respiratory systems nose breathing. There's less cramps. There's less lactic acid. There's less fatigue. There's less there's less injuries occurring when they're breathing more consciously for for sports and that's that's in the a sports category as well and that's something i've done with oxygen advantage so fundamentally yes nose breathing in and out is 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 the best then we would look at the breath wave where i get people to lie down in a comfortable position and i do get them to breathe through the mouth and the reading the reason for that is that the, f- the focus of this breath work is to have a bigger movement of oxygen, a bit bigger movement of air into the belly in a re- when the people are relaxed and as they exhale, they're not blowing it out, but it's more about the inhale coming in through the mouth. And the, the reason for that, again, is for having bigger volumes. And when you have a bigger volume, you open the cavity of the lower abdominals to a greater degree and you are able to access the residual energies that are in there, like we'll say chakra energies, or that you would say um, emotional stock energies that are often held in the in in the below the diaphragm and in the organs and tissue. So, from that point of view, with with breath wave for self inquiry and for trauma release and for you know tuning into letting go of problems in the nervous system i would use mouth breathing in that area mm-hmm. it's a bit technical so whenever you do your lying down breath wave sessions yeah. what are some like results you've seen from it like do people sometimes cry or get angry or what comes up yeah, absolutely so um whatever is relevant in the nervous system to that comes to the surface. So from day to day, it can be different. You might have different triggers happening in the day or the week. You might be around different people and so on. So if you're, if you're doing breath work that day and you, you've, you've been holding on to tension, tension from a relationship or tension from a job that you, you don't want to be in or tension of holding, suppressing grief. We suppress grief. We don't express grief because it's seen as a weakness and there's so many of the emotions both male and female is how in how we suppress emotions because emotions in the outward way people don't know what to do with them they're like oh oh stop you don't need to cry oh here's a tissue wipe up you know put it away push it down so what i try and do is in 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 the in the retreats uh and even online if if you can kind of communicate with it is that it's okay if emotions arise and breathe through them because those emotions are looking to just release. There's just energy looking to, to move out of the body and people a lot of the time would, would report back about just feeling so much lighter, feeling more space within their body, having less tension. And that might've happened through a cry or through some emotional release. Yeah. Um, you know the way we all have like a trauma response, like fight, flight, or like fear, dissociate. Like one thing that really scares me about myself is that whenever I'm faced with like a traumatic situation, like something really important, I'll either fight 
and then I disassociate. So like I don't show any emotion in the moment. I go numb. Mm. And I'm a very emotional person, but it's crazy. Like I just You freeze. I freeze. Yeah, that, that that's Yeah, I'm able to take action and like fight and like do CPR if I need to, but I won't have any emotion, you know? Yeah. But that's okay. That's a, that that means you, you you've parked your 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 you're able to park your fight or flight response and come into kind of critical critical operation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and there's also and that's great to have. And but what also happens is that after the occasion has passed, that you probably need to go in and attend to the suppression of in your nervous system. So you might need, I need a drink would be the first one, or that you need to have a cold shower, or you'd need to have you know, break down and cry, or you you know people operate in different ways like that. But you might have find found if you have anything specific in your in your memory references that if you have done something like that, you know you've got over the 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 occasion or, or, or over the 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 problem at hand, and and then now or two days or even the day after, then you have this emotional release because it's been it's been it's been suppressed and it needs to come out. One of the ways of looking at that is if we have, if you might look, remember some nature programs and they're like, you know, a lion is catching a smaller animal, like a, a deer or something. And the deer eventually gets away. It has to lie down and shake out and it, and it goes into the spasm of shaking. And then it gets up and it gets back into eating grass. Wow. So yeah. that, that, that is releasing the trauma from the body. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we don't do that. We suppress it, mm-hmm. and we suppress it for different reasons, but mostly because it's socially unacceptable to be emotionally uh, expressive. Yeah, for sure. As for a lot of my life, I had so much shame around any unwanted emotion. Like I felt like I wasn't allowed to cry or you know be too sensitive, too emotional. So I did suppress it down with you know like food and partying, and then. It's, but it's so healthy now to release it, isn't it? Like by doing things like dancing, breath It's it's one of the the rave scenes. I remember there were you know when people used to take MDMA or they used to take something, and what it was was that the big the big it was people releasing all that built up energy. Mm-hmm. You know that they were able to just you know dance like nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know I I I totally I totally get that the um it's we just suppress 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 and eventually the body comes into a, a state of being in dis ease mm-hmm. and tension and anxiety and, and all that then accumulates mm-hmm. and breath work is a good way to help release and i trapped emotion like, it is i mean and I, really what, what breath work is a practice so whatever level of practice that you someone might have available in their day-to-day and so like at work if you're not talking and you know you're breathing through your nose like we were talking about you know and when you are eating your food it's even it's even about putting down the knife and fork in between your chewing and taking your time mm-hmm. slowing down and but you mentioned earlier about how you suppress it with food and food is the biggest suppressant that we use 
it's the biggest emotional suppressant that we use. People think it's alcohol, which is prevalent, but it's food. Uh, very much when we are kids, if you can picture out being a kid or working with kids, that, that it's like, if you're good, if you're a good boy or you're a good girl, I will, you know, you'll have jellies or you'll have sweets. Yes. So the association with kids and us as we were growing up was um, to feel good, I will have sugar. I will have a treat. You know, so I deserve a treat because I, I, you know, I had a tough day. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. It's okay every now and then, but it becomes a vicious cycle because it's an emotional dependency on wanting to feel good. But to feel good, we need the trigger of having a sugar release. And that's why, that's why food is one of the biggest, you know, problems. And then how do we overcome then running to food every time we want to feel comforted? Wow, that's, it's, that's, it's a huge, there is, there's no single answer to that. Yeah. The, um, you know, from my perspective as a breathwork coach, I'm like, if you have a breathwork practice, this is something that you do for something in the morning and something that you're mindful of during the day. You're, and you're less likely to get triggered. You're less likely to fall into the potholes that are are are, are coming in to, to to various days. Then you'll be less likely to to fall down the the rabbit hole of eating too much sugar or 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 or, or trying to pacify yourself with with food. Um, that's one way. The but there's really the self-inquiry role it, it, it is it works differently for different people mm-hmm. it's about you know and i, I give a, a rough a rough kind of answer to that would be you just got to go and get to know yourself better and when you can get to know yourself better without have without judging yourself then you start to see the patterns and then you start to attend to the patterns by having and developing some discipline or developing some protocols or are developing some mindful practices in your day in your house that uh that support you not go using food or alcohol or other things to to be that emotional go to to suppress or to manage and what are some like self-inquiry questions you would ask yourself to start to uncover well two of the biggest ones i come across are are you being honest with yourself you know because we'll we'll tie ourselves up with half lies are all the time you know we'll we'll tell ourselves what we want to hear we'll we'll allow ourselves to fall into our own bias so just just to just to be okay with whatever the habit that we want to break that we're doing. So if it's, you know, that habit could be gossiping, you know, and you're like, Oh, well, I, and one of the things about gossiping is that like, now I don't want to talk about this person, but let me tell <laughs> let, let me tell you a story. <laughs> That's, we're trying to get out of it already. You know, no, I don't want to be talking about this person, but let me tell you, <laughs> you know, here's the drama. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of excusing ourselves, but still going into doing, saying what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, 
or if you in in a food scenario it would be like I, I only bought a small bar and it was all and it was almost the same price as the six pack but I bought the small bar because I didn't want to eat the six pack you know and there are all these kind of negotiations that are going on with ourselves all the time and you got to catch yourself in the negotiation and one of the best ways of catching yourself is having a plan of of your life of what you want from it yeah and, and what you deserve from it and so you know what you deserve from life is is the work you put into it really yeah but the mind is so you sneaky know, do you ever um, notice like so good at putting towards a case mm. it's like oh but you deserve it you've worked so hard you just deserve to relax and yeah yeah no. yeah. yeah it's your it's your ego your ego is lying to you mm-hmm. your ego is is your ego needs you to feel comfortable so that that if the ego doesn't get jeopardized because the, the, the ego wants to be in control mm-hmm. um and a practice like breath work is you know starts to loosen the nuts around the ego um so you can you can start disassociating from the ego and the ego is very mind-based and a lot of the practice around breath work is about coming into your heart space and when you're coming to your heart you're coming to a place that is of higher resonance of higher intelligence and of greater capacity for knowing and understanding and developing your emotional state and that's why when people say and it's it's said a lot kind of wishy-washy almost as saying come back into the heart and, and people are like what the fuck do you mean come back into my heart my heart is a blood pump what's that about and it's like yeah i know come back into your heart with the place where you love and you're like i'm still not getting it i'm still not getting it you know so you know i i wrote some work on it all right but how our heart is yeah it's 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 got its fundamentals of being a pump and it's um but it's also the first organ in the human body to develop in the fetus and that it sends twice as more messages to the brain as the brain sends to the body um its capacity for its electrical charge is 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 phenomenal It's, it's 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 an electrical organ so more that so the higher your your so you talk you talk about people's energy and they mightn't even say anything you just you like their energy and people are like okay what does that mean well one of the ways that it could mean is that their heart energy or their 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 center energy because it's electrical emanates from anything from feet to meters away from the body wow. so people with who are people who are stuck in and I'm using a as a broad area people who are stuck in in pubs people who are stuck in those just kind of low energetic places don't have that and they and 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 the the darkness is is kind of circling with them and you know there's just not putting anybody down who likes being in pubs that's that's not what i'm trying to do but it's um just using it as a reference in terms of how the energy in those areas you don't feel it the same and the energy of somebody who is full of life and full of expression and living from their heart you feel it around them you feel it around them and 
coming back into the point because the electrical charge that emanates from your heart can be from meters to feet. You know, having that electrical field around the body. Um, so the better you take care of your heart, and your heart is a huge area for holding emotions, you know. Uh, so understanding your emotions, you know, and identifying with them, uh, and then and then working with them in terms of like not suppressing them or or channeling them differently. So one of the frustrations that people would have is that they don't know their purpose. And we've been taught in our schools that our purpose is to be successful or intelligent. So people, the amount of academics who have gone into academia to feel like it's their purpose, but they're still not happy people. Are they still not joyful people? Yeah. So, and again, you know, people who are successful and who have lots and lots of money, and that's great, but most of them are a lot of the feedback that you would get from people who have, who are all about achieving monetary and achieving goals of status is that they, they die and they're, they're unhappy, you know? Um, so somewhere in the human condition was to find that balance that in, encourages us, encourages us to get uncomfortable because we have everything in this life. We have everything. We can, you know, we can look something up that is made in India or China and have it arrive at our door in two days. Mm-hmm. And that can be anything, you know? It's, it's, it's bizarre when you, when you think of it. And, and, and if it's two days late, we're pissed off that it's late. Yeah. You know? and when you like just go back 50 years i mean we can't we're not 50 but if you just go back and we're trying to think and we kind of go i mean people went to shop to get their messages here i'm going to get the messages they would have gone down to the shop and they would have like all the information that was happening in the area would have been left for okay this is this is what's happening and that's where the messages were and then you got the milk and the the butter and you came home or whatever so we just have so much information available to us that it's it's bombarding us and we are swiping on our phones and we are listening to these memes and getting entertained and we have lost the ability to spend time and connect to what is really happening in this in this system that we are because the system that we are is, is incredible it's incredible yeah it's like we're in a culture where you're sort of asked to consume loads of information i heard in a podcast at this i don't know if this is right but it's like we consume more information in a day than a person like 100 years ago wouldn't have consumed like in their lifetime i, I yeah i can't answer that i mean so okay let's look at someone 100 years ago they would be consuming information about nature about animals about surviving about about lighting fires about you know preserving not, food not but, the news of the world you know no 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 
no we no the amount of stuff that we can come we're so desensitized when we see stuff happening you know and we're just like oh i can't be watching that it'll, it'll ruin my day mm-hmm. and we just move on you know um it's again it's this is this is where the world is so we need to find the balance and 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 to know and to appreciate what where the truth lies for ourselves in the reaction and the interacting with it the um so i mean and that's that's Mm self-inquiry that's self-inquiry um Brett work is just one of those modalities. Yeah. Yoga can be a modality, Tai Chi, hill walking, whatever it is that get, kind of gets you out of the analytic state and puts you into a brain state. So the, the brain states, we're operating now on a brain state that's called Delta, Delta, Delta brain state. Okay, mixed up between Delta and Beta. The, um, Sorry, it's beta brain state. That's what it is. We're operating in beta, which is problem solve brain state, mm-hmm. and we all, and we need to go around that, and we need to we need to have this be in this brain state so that we can function and fix things and drive a car and so on. Just below that is called alpha, which is lowering and slowing of the brain state. Alpha might be happened when you're just really relaxed. You're not trying to solve any problems, but, but you can have a conversation, but you're just very relaxed. You come into theta brain state, and theta brain state can break down into three different levels. And in theta brain state is where you're in meditative state, self-reflection, and uh, also in the deeper levels, then REM cycle happens. And there's another state below that, and that's where your deep state physical recovery happens. And if we're not sleeping well and we don't get into that state, that state, we're walking around. You know, we're walking around with the with the our our energy half half empty all the time. Wow. Because sleep is is massive, and to, and again, breathing around sleep is very important. And how how deep you can get into that deep slow brain state delta brain state yeah so doing like a breath of practice before sleep can be useful to help can you yes it can really really help because one your nervous system is, is tuned in and two your your mind from being in that theta brain state is is not trying to solve anything or fix anything and it just allows you to just fall deeper then down into the, the recovery brain state and people who have the the whoop watches or the those straps the you know those heart monitors on their wrists and they're also adjusting their sleep if the if, if people are getting two hours of deep sleep at night would be kind of good kind of is the average now but we, you can get more and the more you get mm-hmm. the more your hormones balance the more your your body recovers from injury uh you know, it's just like, have you heard of flotation tanks? Yeah. So flotation tanks, I have a flotation tank behind me there, down there. Oh, very cool. And the the flotation tank is, is one of those, again, one of those tools that just puts you down at that deeper level of recovery. So that when, even if you don't fall asleep in it, your body is so, it's so still and so relaxed 
that it's, it's sending very much of the same signals. Mm. What about them lights? Have you heard of them to put in the bedroom and they like help you sleep better based on the change of color? Is it like a red light or a blue light or something? Well, blue lights, we're supposed to stay away from blue lights yeah. uh, because it's blue, li blue light is stimulation to our eyes and, 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 and affects our circadian rhythm, uh, which, which would be the natural rise and fall of, of the sun. And so it's easier to go to bed in the winter at nine o'clock than nine o'clock in summertime, even if this even if you've got blackout blinds because your, your body is just synced into a different rise and fall of the sun. Um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's different, um, red light therapies. Uh, I have, I, I, I used them all right. Um, I, I, they haven't, I can't say they've done a huge amount for me, but, um, yeah, they're out there. There's uh, the, the screen glasses as well for blocking the, the blue light. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, th I think I think there these are like hacks and ways of selling things, but you know, yeah. If you just get some good blinds, <laughs> yeah, get really dark sleep, and you have a little practice of meditation or reading a book ten minutes before bed, let every, and you and you and you're not you're not attached to the stresses that you're bringing to bed. Yeah. You know, you'll sleep well. Yeah. And then what about whenever you wake up? What's like a good way to transition from sleep into like being awake? Firstly, when, you're, when you do wake, get up. Don't fall asleep and then get up because you fall back into a, you go back into that dreamy state and then coming out of that dreamy state is, is like, you're groggy. So that's why don't hit the snooze button. And get up whenever you wake up, even if it's five o'clock, whatever, um, get up and use that to do a morning practice. And, and having a morning practice sets the level of how you're, you're going to participate for the day, mm -hmm. whether it's moving, whether it's breath work, whether it's cold showers, whether it's all three of them. Mm -hmm. you know. So try not to look at the phone first thing. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you, people, well, you shouldn't sleep with the phone in the room. That's, that's the easiest one. I know that you've got your alarm clock on it and stuff, but if at all possible, don't sleep with the phone in the room because you'll involuntarily just go to check it before you go to bed and then you're awake for another 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have it in there, it's not there. It's, it's the same as food. If you know that you shouldn't be eating cake and biscuits, don't buy them don't have don't have them in the house um just you, you got to make things you got to make things easier like that you know yeah. you have any tips like throughout your day to like manage your time but not feel like you have to be doing all the time like sometimes i feel like i have to be on the go checking off the to-do list all the time <laughs> and it's a lot yeah i i don't have that problem i i'm very i very easily have that ability to just and, and not give myself a hard time for doing nothing mm -hmm. you know but to doing nothing being unproductive you can also be productive and still do nothing mm -hmm. with um we're just taking in like I've, I've got a hammock that that's kind of in the outside and i take one of the kids in and we just we just 
we just chat in the hammock and that's all yeah. there's um we, we we yeah we we think we have to keep performing i think it's very much tied into our self-worth that we have lower to feel worth we feel we have to be achieving something mm-hmm. and that's kind of bred into us to oh you'll be known if you don't achieve this or and you know it's very it's very disconcerting and traumatic almost for for adolescents then who have been taught that because they just they don't know how to switch off and the, and then they find that the best way to switch off is by having alcohol and they like oh i need a drink to calm down instead of being able to just soothe manage and connect with themselves and their nervous system in terms of how to regulate themselves through the day so they don't need a a beer or they don't need a glass of wine to fundamentally be calm Mm -hmm. and be comfortable in doing like this other way of saying nothing is i'm doing no thing there's no thing that i'm doing Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know as long as you're not lazy all the time it's okay it is crazy because you can feel like you're busy all day and get nothing done. Ah, know, yeah. People, we have such a, an Irish mindset that it's like, oh, he's busy. He's very busy. He's a busy man. He's a busy girl. I'm like, I don't want to be busy. Yeah. I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do and receive what I need out of my week by doing 15 or 20 hours. That's it. So whenever you're scheduling your days, will you only like set certain amount of hours to productive tasks or? No, um, I don't, I don't even schedule my days that intensely. I mean, there's, 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 I have things I got to do or like I've got a podcast or I've got a, you know, I've got a practice in the morning that I do and I've got to pick my my child up. I've got to, you know, I've got to go shopping. I, they're all just basic things, you know? um that need to happen for a house to be cohesive and, and and to move um so no i don't um i don't i don't schedule my day hour to hour i i you know there, there's there's a couple of big things that happen in the week and i schedule them um and i, I work around the rest of it mm-hmm. so you overwhelmed yeah i i I don't get overwhelmed and I, you know, I, and I, and I'm, again, I'm lucky because, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have a, a mortgage that I've got to pay too much for. Um, I don't, you know, I haven't, I haven't, um, reached myself where I'm living above my means mm. and try and, and I'm, 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 I'm focused very moment as I have got two young children. So, you know, the priority really is that I manage myself enough that supports what they need. Yeah. You know, um, because my daughter's three and a half and my son is six months. Mm-hmm. So really it's just about my, my energy system has to be managed so that I'm, I'm a present parent. And that's the best gift you can give any child. Yeah, they just they just 
they just want and 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 again it's not that i get it right all the time but it's just i'm trying to i'm trying to manage and the phone is a killer for that the phone is like they look look at you on the phone like my three-year-old turns around and goes daddy um you get off your phone and help me do some painting you're like oh fuck yeah (laughs) yeah but having being self-regulated or having a practice in breath work means that I, I I just go, aha, I don't fight it. I'm just going like, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not turning around going, oh, just give me five minutes. I got to do something. You know, it's just the phone. So breath work is a tool that really brings you back to what's important. It helps. It helps. It's um, breath work can be used for so many different areas of one's life. But the benefits on how it trickles down. So the trickling down of doing a breathwork practice is that you are you're more in touch and more connected to the important things in life, which would be and the emotions that that surround them. So which is patience, which is do, uh, conversation, which is or communication more so, which would be um, so you just you get to fine tune and not have reactive states and not need to be right. And also they're like, they're the trickle down things after doing a practice for, you know, weeks, months and so on. Um, But to get stuff out of the way at the start, a lot of it is releasing the patterns and traumas that we have instilled upon ourselves and have been instilled upon us um by our parents and by society and by teachers or by bullies or by you know different areas that we have you know struggled with as 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 young as young children and as teens so letting that go and understanding that forgiveness is is the best way to to move on yeah because if you're holding on to something that somebody did to you or did wrong by you every time that person comes into your mind it's going to trigger that that negative emotional response yeah. so you just it just get to hurt yourself you know and even like shame about the past or any regrets you know it's important to have compassion for yourself and that's how that changes the body like automatically yeah, yeah it's compassion for yourself like if if you've done something really bad to someone and you've tried to apologize or tried to make amends and they don't want to have it, you've got to move on still, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully someday they'll be able to. Mm-hmm. But you have to move on because it's just holding you back. And, and our biggest, biggest issue that comes up for us as, as human beings is that is self-worth and, are the, and the feeling that we're not enough. Yeah. So in, whether it's relationships, somebody leaves you or somebody breaks up it's like oh it's me what's wrong with me or that it's um you didn't get the job you're like oh i'm not good enough to get that job or you know it it it, it can it can trickle down in different ways and that is you know we just keep reinforcing ourselves that we're not good enough and it's it's wrong it's a it's a fallacy because we are good enough but we have to get, sometimes we've got to get uncomfortable into the, into realizing and then achieving the pra- a practice that allows 
all this to develop in, 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 into, um, into a reality that we live our lives with. Yeah, just giving ourselves permission yeah. to follow our heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, we think we need permission from teachers, from politicians, from the television, and it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, um, we, we, are, we are the permission we seek. And when we step into connecting with ourselves and, you know, what is connection? Connection to, to yourself is, 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 have, is not, you know, cognitively understanding everything that goes on with you. Connection to yourself is having the feeling and sense of, of your worth and your integrity and your ability and your, your possibilities and, you know, being present with them. And, you know, allowing them to be, come in and, and pay, play a part in your life. And connection with other people um, is huge. And it, I think connection with other people has been very difficult over this last two years because fucking lockdowns and so on. So we're trying to connect online a lot more, which has its help and has its bonus. Mm -hmm. But we do miss, you know, sitting around the fire, as I thought. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and there's something so powerful about sitting around a fire in a circle. Yeah, just sitting around a fire with people. There's something mesmerizing about the fire and, you know, sharing stories or sharing dialogue and just enjoying it. You know, we, we miss that connection. Yeah, that's what we've done for generations. Like our ancestors have done it. They find the healing powers of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I remember for my for my stag party, I, I brought my mates down. And my, a lot of my friends wouldn't be into what I'm into, but we did a, a dry, it was an alcohol free, um, fire walk and, um, sweat lodge. <laughs> so you can imagine how that went down with some of them. Um, it was so funny, but they were all delighted after it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something different outside their comfort zone. Yeah. They were like, we're going to walk on fire. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to walk in hot coals. Yeah. And like, and they were like, I don't get it. I'm like, come on and every single one of them did it and they're all delighted that they did it yeah you know it's, it's, it's a memory that they can they can they can they can log instead of just another piss up you that's it yeah like there is so much more we can do for connection rather than go out drinking so much more we can do i i enjoy a few beers but i just i couldn't i couldn't go into the the, the pub scene now and kind of be just be shoulder to shoulder with, with with it all again. It's it's obviously I, it's, I'm maybe just I'm not that age group anymore. But it's at the other time is that it 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 didn't do anything for me. It, it's not really it's not really helping me to be a better person. It's great to enjoy it, but it doesn't help me be a better a better person. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. You know, camping with mates are you know, all that kind of stuff is different. It's, um, you have a different experience. Yeah. It's so nice talking to you, Ronan, because, you know, you live such a simple, it seems, life, but you've got your priorities right, and it shows you you can be so content and happy with simplicity right now, right here. We already have everything. <laughs> we already have everything, and everything that we, that we, we don't have, it's, it's also attainable 
for us. I mean, but we, we're so we're so stuck into being consumers, and we're so stuck into being needing to be to earn more to be happy. You know, if you can even just think off the top of your head, oh, that's that's that guy over there. He's doing really well. He's geez, he's on. He's earning half a million a year. Yeah. How that rolls off the tongue when you're trying to describe someone. Yeah, but no one, but no one has asked, is he on antidepressants? Yeah. Is, he, is, he, is his relationship in, in good place or the money can't, can't buy those things? You tell us more about them Wednesday um, sessions for anyone who's interested. So I've been doing the Wednesday sessions. They started at the start of the lockdown last year. And I wasn't sure how to go about them and I just got stuck in. But now we've got, and even coming out of a quiet period because, you know, with the, with the sun being out and, and the, and the later evenings, summer was a bit, a bit quieter, but we're coming back in, we're getting busy. There's 70 plus people most, most Wednesdays. And I was doing one with Caroline McKenna down in, for, for the Sydney time as well. Um, so yeah, it's, we, people, people log on phones, eye mask, get comfortable and just allow themselves to be guided in their, in their breath meditation. And sometimes people fall asleep and sometimes people just feel really relaxed. But the worst, the worst that can happen is that you've listened to some different music and the best that can happen is that, you know, you've, you've realized some parts of your subconscious and you've let things go or you might have had people have had emotional releases or they've you know they've, they've come to some aha moments about where they're at in their life so it's really great oh so nice it's like an invitation just to like it, that's, all, <laughs> that's it. it's an invitation to to sit back Trust. Trust is a big thing because you've got to trust that whatever comes up, you'll be okay. Mm. And then there's kind of a building of trust with the, the voice that's in your headphones as well. Uh, so there's, there's quite a few different kind of interactions that people would kind of come back to me of. And, you know, some of them have been really, really fantastic in terms of like from physical, mental and emotional kind of I mean, I, I get, I get, I still get surprised with some of the messages I get. Um, thank you so much, Ronan. Um, that's incredible, that conversation. Um, I'll finish off with two more questions. Sure. What, what does wild expansion mean to you? Wild expansion. Well, when I think of wild expansion, I'm thinking of the wild expansion from within me. I'm thinking of not some, you know, Yes, there's a, a nature connotation to it, but I'm thinking of nature not on the outside, but of, of on the inside, and and having the expansion of the nature of myself become rewilded. I really like that. Cool. And if you could have one message on a billboard for the whole world to see, what would it say? You are enough. We'll end with that. Thank you so much, Ronan. Okay, and lovely to talk to you, and thanks for having me. So much for listening to this podcast episode. Please tag myself and Ronan on social media if you enjoyed this episode, sharing with us your key takeaways, 
All of our details are in the show notes and it would mean so much if you could leave this podcast a review on Apple's iTunes and share it with a friend or family member who you think might enjoy it. All the best.